Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is, of course, a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. To subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever else you listen. Please do subscribe. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. You can find the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins, as well as Instagram at Locked On Boston Bruins. You can also find me at Ian C. McLaren. For those of you who are new to the show, I am a lifelong Boston Bruins fan and have been writing about hockey for about 15 years on various outlets. I was also a full-time hockey news editor at The Score and now feel very lucky to be hosting this uh, Boston Bruins podcast talking about my favorite hockey team and yours every single day. Today on the podcast, we're just going to do a bit of an update from training camp, take a look at what the roster looks like according to Cap Friendly at the moment. There will be some tinkering before Thursday's opener against the New Jersey Devils, Thursday being tomorrow and Boston's First regular season game in about 10 months, which is crazy to think about. Uh, Also going to open up the mailbag and answer some of your questions. And of course, take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Let's start with uh, Don Sweeney's comments following practice yesterday. Of course, a large part of the conversation revolved around the Bruins' announcement that they're going to retire Willie O'Ree's number 22 Um, on February 18th in a game or prior to a game against the New Jersey Devils. It will be a virtual ceremony. And then once fans are allowed back in the garden, then uh, they're going to do another uh, tribute to him at that time. I went out yesterday afterwards. I was reminded that Willie O'Ree has a new autobiography out. So I went out and picked that up and I'm excited to dig into that. Uh, Sweeney also addressed the fact that David Pasternak made his first training camp appearance at Warrior Ice Arena on uh, Tuesday. He was wearing a non-contact jersey during an optional practice as he makes his way back from off-season hip surgery. That took place on September 16th. He was given a five-month recovery timeline, which would put him back in the lineup in mid-February. Uh, earlier in camp, head coach Bruce Cassidy said the 24-year-old was a bit ahead of schedule in his rehabilitation, and Don Sweeney kind of clarified that, saying, I know Bruce alluded to it that he might be a bit ahead of schedule. We don't pick any one particular day that we circled on the calendar. We will allow Pasternak to go through his progressions so our training staff, our entire medical group, and the strength and conditioning side of it can find out where he's at and continue to increase his load overall as he goes through. We saw him with a bunch of players on Tuesday integrating into some of those situations, which is really just a first step. He'll continue to skate as he goes along while the team is on the road, beginning the season against 
New Jersey with a couple games, and then Philadelphia. He won't be with the team on the road trip and won't be practicing per se. They won't have a lot of extra players around to be able to facilitate kind of uh, drills or a practice type scenario, but he will be skating as the team goes on the road and they expect him to be fully reintegrated into practice upon the team's return and get a much better indication of where he is circling a date sometime in February. So again, the Bruins begin with two games against the New Jersey Devils uh, in New Jersey, one Thursday night and then one Saturday afternoon. After that, oh sorry, they play the Islanders on Monday and then they return back to Boston for four games beginning on the 21st against the Flyers and they'll be home until the 28th, uh, another game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So Pasternak will practice with the team during that time. In the meantime, he'll be skating on his own as the rest of the Bruins travel to New Jersey today for their game tomorrow night. Uh, Brad Marchand did not take to the ice with the main group for the second consecutive day as he continues to rehab from his own off-season hernia surgery. Sweeney did say he expects the winger to be back at it today for practice and then ideally in the lineup for Thursday's game against the Devils. Of Marchand, Sweeney said just a couple days going through some soreness associated with the off-season surgery. They're being cautious with Brad and his return to play. They set a goal for him to be there opening night, and they still expect that to happen, but they have to react to how he's feeling. Bruins winger Carson Kuhlman made his camp debut on Tuesday, also wearing a non-contact sweater. He had been dealing with COVID-19 testing issues earlier in camp, and he likely won't be in the opening night uh, lineup. Of the roster, Sweeney said the Bruins are likely to have around 27 or 28 players between the active roster and the taxi squad. How the roster shakes out on a game-by-game basis will depend on cap considerations and flexibility. If you look at the Bruins' cap-friendly page this morning, they do have the roster and the taxi squad laid out at the moment. On the taxi squad, they have Trent Frederick, Irhovakinainen, Jack Stanika, Dan Vladder as the third goalie, and then Greg McKegg as well. That means that guys in camp like Paul Carey, Anton Bleed, Zach Sanishin, Robert Lantosi, uh, Matt Felipe have been assigned as minor league forwards for the time being. Now, I would expect this to shift a bit because of a few things. First of all, Brad Marchand and Kevin Miller are currently listed on an IR, and the plan is at the moment for them to be um, in the opening night lineup. So prior to Thursday, they should be activated. Carson Kuhlman's also listed as one of the 12 forwards, and that, of course, will change uh, with Jack Stanika likely coming off the taxi squad and taking the top spot on the right side. Uh, Neither of those players require waivers to be flipped up and down, and uh, that's why they are likely on the taxi squad for the moment and not guys like Sinitian, Bleed, and Carey as they have to go through waivers each and every time they are called up or down, even to the taxi squad. So again, as the Bruins practice here on 
uh, Wednesday, and then, of course, during the morning skate on Thursday, we'll have a much better idea of what the opening night roster will look like and what the line combinations and defensive pairings will be. But at the moment, uh, it looks as though, yeah, Trent Frederick won't be in the opening night lineup. We'll see a fourth line of uh, Anders Bjork, Sean Corrali, and Chris Wagner. Third line, Nick Ritchie, Charlie Coyle, Craig Smith, DeBrusque, Krejci, Kasha, and then Marshan, hopefully, as well as Bergeron and Stanika on the top line. Although there is some question as to whether Marshan will be available, and that's why he remains on IR for the time being, alongside Kevin Miller and David Pasternak. Should be noted that, according to Cap Friendly, the Bruins will have over $13 million in available deadline cap space, meaning while there are still questions on the left side and perhaps a lack of scoring throughout the lineup, Don Sweeney will have an opportunity to address that at some point during the season via trade. So as always, the opening night roster, not as important as what the roster looks like come the trade deadline and the um, first night of the playoffs. That's when the, the roster is to be judged most fairly. But of course, in this unique season, only four teams from each division make the playoffs. So the Bruins do need to get off to a good start here to avoid any uh, chance of missing out on the playoffs. Before we move on to the mailbag, let's talk for a moment about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Comes in 18 amazing flavors, one of them being caramel brownie, which I enjoyed just yesterday. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and gluten-free, which is very important to me as someone who suffers from celiac. They're also great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great if you're on the keto diet. Right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Let me talk for a moment about a very exciting new podcast we have here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked on bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Before we jump into the mailbag, I wanted to mention a couple things Here from practice this morning for the Bruins, Brad Marchand is back on the ice, which bodes well for him playing tomorrow night in New Jersey. The Bruins also have announced that they will honor Travis Roy with helmet emblem during this season. Travis Roy, of course, was injured just 11 seconds into his first shift for Boston University as a 20-year-old, losing his balance, falling headfirst into the boards resulting in a break of his fourth and fifth vertebrae and leaving him wheelchair-bound for the rest of his life. Of course, that didn't stop him from making an impact around the hockey world, and the Bruins will wear a TR24 logo on their helmets this season. Travis Roy's parents, Brenda and Lee, uh, released the following statement. 
when Travis felt the tap on his shoulder from Coach Parker, signaling his turn to take the ice for BU. It was the best moment of his life. Years of hard work and dedication were about to pay off. His lifelong dream was coming true. 20 years later, the Bruins offered Travis a one-day contract and asked him to drop the ceremonial pregame puck. He was honored and humbled to do so. Fans from around New England were present on both occasions, cheering him on. It was their love and support that gave Travis the courage and motivation to move forward under the most difficult of circumstances. Travis never wanted to let the fans down, and with their support, he lived a life of purpose and impact even he never dreamed possible. Travis Roy passed away back in October, and it's very cool of the Bruins to honor him in this way for this season. Speaking of honoring, I mentioned earlier that Willie O'Ree's number 22 is going to be retired, and that had been donned by Craig Smith early on here in training camp, and he has chosen to wear number 12 instead of uh, 22 this season, seeing as that number will soon be lifted to the rafters. All right, let's get to the mailbag. And true to form, my good friend Mayor stepped through with a bunch of questions uh, this morning. And um, let's get to those right now. She says, what are your biggest Bruins concerns this season? Well, it's been talked about ad nauseum at this point, but of course the blue line is a big source of concern. If you lose both Tori Krug and Zdeno Chara and try to fill them with younger players like Jeremy Lozon and Jacob Borrell, it's obviously cause for concern. And hopefully they're able to rise up to the task and, yeah, just um, fill those spots as best they can. If not, then general manager Don Sweeney will certainly have to look elsewhere for reinforcements heading into the playoffs. And again, they have that $13 million of cap space to do so. Scoring might be a bit of a concern, but the addition of Smith should uh, help that as well, as well as a healthy Andre Kasha, who's had now a full training camp to get acclimated. Early seat of your pants predictions for division finals, conference finals, and cup finals. Well, for looking at the East Division, I'm picking the Bruins to finish third behind Philadelphia and Washington. That would put them in a first-round series with the Capitals. And ugh, I'm not sure if they're... <laughs> well, ugh, I don't want to be too biased here and say, of course, they're going to make it to the Final Four. But it's going to be very tough to get out of that division. And I could see them being kind of a one-and-done this season especially seeing as Washington and Philadelphia are so strong. Um, when it comes to the East Division, I'm going to pick the Flyers to come out of that. They just have such a great balance of veterans and youth. They have a emerging elite goalie in Carter Hart, albeit he's probably already elite at this point. And um, I really see them coming out of the East Division. The North Division, I think it really is Toronto that should win that division. If they don't win a round or two this year, then they never will. Uh, I think there are some good teams in Canada, like the Jets, Canucks, Flames, Oilers. Even the Canadians are much improved. That's going to be a very entertaining division to watch. But it should be the Maple Leafs who come out based on the star power that they have and um, the fact that, yeah, they've had 
their time to suffer through losses. And if they don't do it now, then I really think there's some questions about the future of that core and whether it will remain intact. In the Central Division, Tampa Bay, the defending Stanley Cup champions, it's, a pretty, it's probably the weakest division, and I think they should come out on top, despite the fact that Nikita Kucherov won't be in the lineup for the regular season. He could be back for the playoffs, and that will give them even more of an edge in the, whatever it's called, West Division. I'm going to pick uh, Colorado. Colorado, I think, is one of the cup favorites for sure, and I think they should uh, make it out of what will be a pretty tough division, all things considered. At the top, anyways, you have Colorado, St. Louis, and Vegas, who are all cup contenders in their own right. The rest of the division, pretty weak. The fourth team, I don't know who it'll be, maybe Minnesota. But those three uh, should be juggernauts, and whoever comes out of the West will have earned it by beating at least one of those two other teams. So that's who I'm picking in the Honda West, Colorado, Mass Mutual East, Philadelphia, Scotia North, Toronto, and the Discover Central, Tampa Bay. She also asks, okay, conference finals and cup finals, that's going to be tough. I'm going to go Philadelphia and Colorado in the cup final. How's Justified and why is Mayor the best at recommending shows? Mayor has indeed recommended Justified to me, as well as Superstore, both of which I'm watching at the moment. Justified, such a great show. The uh, relationship and dynamics between Timothy Oliphant and Walton Goggins is one of the best in TV that I've seen before. Up there with, you know, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman in my mind. And that's a great show. So, uh, yeah, Mayor, you're great at recommending shows. What am I reading? Currently reading The Guardians by John Grisham. And I have a bunch of other Grishams on my shelf. as well as Camel Club series number two by David Baldacci and Regeneration by Pat Barker, which is a World War I book that I'm excited to get into. Also, like I mentioned, picked up the Willio rebook, so quite a bit on my shelf at the moment because, uh, you know, we're in lockdown, so why not enjoy some good reading? Next question comes from at C. Garrett Padilla who asks, do you think the deep pairings as they are will work out? Do you think Cassidy will go with Grizz McAvoy in late-game situations in need of a goal? Part B, 100%. If the Bruins are down, Grizz McAvoy out there as the best puck-moving defenseman to get that extra goal. The way the pairings are right now, I think they should work out all right. I don't know about Lozon as a top-pair defenseman. You might see him bump down to play with Carlo at some point, and Cassidy goes back to what we all thought would be the case of Grizzlick and McAvoy. But I think it's pretty balanced at the moment. Lozon is a very solid defenseman. Zborl, I think, emerged as Providence's best defenseman last season. And if Kevin Miller can stay healthy, it could be a, a pretty effective pairing. So, again, you can't replace Krug and Chara, but I think they're doing the best with what they have. You might see John Miller, uh, sorry, John Moore come in there at some point. It's more of a veteran presence. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how these young guys do, to be quite honest. I think Vakanaiden might have the most upside out of all of them. 
and we'll probably see him at some point as well. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to be glass half full here and be a bit of an optimist, and um, I am excited to see how they pan out. Sweeney will have some wiggle room in terms of cap space to add something, and I would expect he would, although I hope it's not Keith Yandel, who still has um, three years at $6.35 million remaining on his um, contract. Last question comes from Beth at Iverwit. What are your hockey season superstitions? Well, I like to wear a Bruins shirt during games. Um, other than that, not really that superstitious, maybe a little stitious. Will the family be watching hockey with you? Uh, in and out. They don't really sit and watch full games. Uh, my son, William, who's our oldest, he'll watch mostly with me. Um, and the fact that they're all Eastern time zone starts this season will really help. They'll at least watch the first period and some um, afternoon games in there as well. What are your go-to hockey game at home snacks? Definitely some ciders on tap. Not on tap, but, you know, chilled. Um, big fan of barbecue chips, Cadbury mini eggs. I'm all set once that happens. Thank you so much for sending in those mailbag questions. We'll do that every Wednesday here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Before we get to some news and notes, let me mention betonline.ag. With NFL playoffs in full swing, NHL season beginning tonight, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. You can also visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG on Twitter and Instagram to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. With the NHL season beginning tonight, the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. So as I'm recording, the Bruins are indeed practicing at Warrior, and the lines and defensive pairings do indeed look as we expected. Marshan Bergeron Stanika, DeBrusque Krejci Kasha, Richie Coyle Smith, Bjork Corrali Wagner, with Lindholm and Frederick as the extra skaters, Lozon McAvoy, Grizzlick Carlo, Zboro Miller, with Moore and Clifton as the extra pair, Rask Halak Vladder. That's pretty much what we can expect tomorrow night in New Jersey, and we'll see how the taxi squad and all that shapes up once uh, IR is dealt with in regards to Miller and Marchand. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. The league yesterday revealed 27 players on nine different teams tested positive for COVID-19 between December 30th and January 11th. 17 of those players were with the Dallas Stars. Most were asymptomatic and all are currently recovering without complications. Positive tests, of course, are bound to happen with the league returning to action outside of bubbles. 
the high number of Stars players is just a reminder of how quickly it can spread, and we'll probably see more of this happening as the season progresses. I mentioned Keith Yandel earlier. The Panthers defenseman doesn't appear to be part of the club's plans when their season opens on Sunday. So not only will that end his 800 and something game Ironman streak, but he appears to be on the move. He recently skated with a second group of fringe players, wasn't playing with the dedicated defense partner during Tuesday's practice. The club appears to want him to waive his no movement clause, but he said he hasn't been asked to do so. Like I mentioned, he does have a average annual cap hit of $6.3 million through 2022-23. If he's willing to accept a trade, the Panthers will have to do a dollar-for-dollar dollar swap or absorb a healthy chunk of his cap hit to make the deal work. Even then, his age, he's 34, the remaining term could be a sticking point. Um, swapping John Moore, perhaps, for Yandel could work. It'd have to take a lot more than that, and the Bruins would have to have a sweetened pot, I would think. But, um, yeah, I know the Bruins have been interested in him in the past. He is a left-hand shot. He can man the power play. He's a Massachusetts native. Um, so... There could be a fit there, but not if the Bruins have to accept his entire cap hit. That uh, would not be good, or it would require a cap dump at the very least, taking on some bad contracts, a.k.a. Nick Ritchie, John Moore. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that shakes out. And of course, the regular season does begin tonight at 5.30 p.m. Eastern with the game between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Philadelphia Flyers. The Montreal Canadiens will be at the Toronto Maple Leafs, Chicago Blackhawks at the Tampa Bay Lightning, Vancouver Canucks at the Edmonton Oilers, and the St. Louis Blues at the Colorado Avalanche. Those are the five games on tap. And then there's a whole bunch tomorrow, including our Bruins at the Devils, which we will preview tomorrow here on Locked On Boston Bruins. I should mention as well, the Detroit Red Wings have named Dylan Larkin as their captain and, uh, well-earned, great young player, and uh, I do think, well, yeah, the Red Wings will still be pretty bad, but I do like them because they have Robbie Fabry and Tyler Bertuzzi, both of whom were Guelph Storm members when they won the championship a few years back. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. Thank you for subscribing and downloading, and please do rate and review if you have some time today. Uh, yeah, really excited to get hockey back on my TV tonight, and especially for tomorrow's game against the Devils. It'll be a good uh, starting point for the Bruins for sure. So yeah, hope you all have a great Wednesday. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe out there, and enjoy uh, the rest of your Wednesday, friends.